welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for All Stars 2 Revisited. Remember, this is not a recap show, it's Revisited. Uh, my name is Joe Batanz, and I'm joined as always by one of the stars of the family Dick Porn videos. Please give it up for Jay Ellis, After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. Wait, can we do that again? You introduced me as a motherfucking marketing genius. <laughs> You know what I was watching this time? Along? She's really taken with herself. Oh, Rue is feeling herself on that judges panel. When we get I, that's, I want to make the bulk of my conversation today, actually, because I have the most points about that. Well, yeah, I, I could probably think of that on top of my head. I don't have that on here. But uh, what's funny is I've actually started this new thing where I'm taking notes on my iPad now instead of having oh. papers all over the place. And, Looks like a serial killer's uh, manifesto. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't about the show. <laughs> No, this is about all the different things I want to do to Lori. Apropos of what I said, then I exactly. stick to it. Uh, but uh, but now that you say that, I could think of a lot of things where I think I know where you're going to go with that, and I would chime in. I want to talk about our last two episodes. Yeah. You've, you've put this bug. Well, actually, Taylor did that, not you. But Taylor put this bug in my head when he did um, Shady Pines, where he told. Adam. Salandra, not Burns. No, not Adam okay. Burns. Adam Salandra. He told Adam Salandra that um that oh beware cuz Joe is going to try and suck you in to do all these shows and stuff like that, right? Mhm. Because now I actually thought of a really good show idea. This is a brief one. Which I would love for you to do, but I can't get you to fuck. I barely got you up for this. Yeah. Is you know uh, for um, you know my show friend of the show it's good, that's coming out this surprise Beyonce Batonse season is um, I just interviewed I did my interview with Chris yesterday and we had talked about how I wanted to do for girls on film imitation of life which his mother was in and nominated for an Academy Award for and he said he could get her on the show. he knew people. He could get her on the show. He could get <laughs> very her on, close with people. Yeah, yeah he has he contacts. Could get, he could get her on the show, and uh, and it came up again yesterday. And I was like, you know, for this, I, I'm I'm short a show a little bit for the Beyonce Batonse season. The show I was planning to do was um, uh, Great British Baking Show with Lori. But after today, I'm like, oh, I'll never get those episodes done. And that's happened before with Lori, where I do these plans. I'm like, I'm not going to have any show. I'm not going to do any. I know that if I go forward with Great British Baking Show, I'll be doing podcasts all through my vacation. Yeah. So I'm, I also I'm a- I want to get you with the gotcha question right off the bat. Go ahead. You recorded yesterday. Just in the Did morning. You, you just said yeah, nine a.m. Well, yeah, you you so you worked. You were supposed to make. <laughs> let's let this be known. The veil of when we're recording this. This is a Sunday. You were supposed to take Saturday and Sunday off. No, Friday and Saturday. Oh, it was Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Right. Uh, no, Friday, Saturday. Um, it did. I actually did three show, three or four shows yesterday because I have to get ready for this season because two of the shows were for the secret season. It was, um, it was, uh, the interview with Chris. And then mm-hmm. I had to do, I did Drag Race Hall, which came out yesterday. And then I had to do, um, no, no, no. Those are still came out. I had to do Dragula. So I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't have a day off yesterday. Today's kind of my day off. I'm just doing this and Fat Camp and this Joe Batanz. So <laughs> What a day off. 
What a hilarious! It's like it's like um, a person who works at like McDonald's saying, "I I am off today, but I just have to count the register, uh, order some more hamburger buns, make some French fries, oh, yeah, make a few like, McFlurries." Yeah. Or like a guy who has like three jobs, he's like, "Oh, I only have one job today, my day off." Yeah, uh, exactly. Six hours today at the Wendy. Okay, but so Taylor put a, a bug in your ear. There's yeah, a show so that you want to do. I'm afraid to ask Adam because I think he'd be. I'm only doing four episodes of Girls on Film, and I already have the films I want to do. I want to just do the ones I've been wanting to do. Which are mm-hmm. all about Eve, Sunset Boulevard, Imitation of Life, and actually I have an embarrassment of riches for that fourth spot. I don't know. I I think I want to keep it old. I think I want to keep it female centric, and I don't know what that fourth one is. But um, and just oh, because the other show idea I have, but only four episodes, is like a version of Oprah's My Favorite Things. Okay, know, where like I would talk to you and Taylor and. Adam Salandra and Adam Burns and Lori, all the people who are on the show, right? And find out what are your favorite uh, this or that, you know, like your favorite cookies, your favorite, you know, food item, I guess, or your favorite piece of technology or something like that. And mm-hmm. sort of like people can listen to that, you know? Okay. Um, I don't know. I just Like the parade it. that you did last year? Was that last year? Yeah, but the parade was just a one-time off show. Well, many times are we going to come up with our favorite cookie? Eight, eight times. <laughs> eight times. Not going to change that often. <laughs> eight times for 45 <laughs> minutes each. Well, fuck, what did I say week one? I, I guess peanut butter now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess what's funny is how long could you, how much time could you really spend on that? Be like, what's your favorite cookie? Three minutes later, outro <laughs> plays, you know? <laughs> This one could probably go back. To, you know, you scribble down some notes. Maybe go back to the drawing board for this yeah, one I know. too. Well, I, I, well, I guess. Well, I actually have a couple of other show ideas that I could just do instead of my favorite things. But now, how is this marketable? Where do you see selling this? What? Playing that random oh, street yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. came into the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. He's not wrong from what I saw. Yeah. But we'll, talk- well, yes, there. Okay. Yes. I don't, I don't want to jump to the table visits when we're revisiting, but I do have a lot to say about the whole like business end and the drag, drag can of it all. Like there is a lot of points in this episode specifically that I think are made that, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about because I think you know the, the back end business too. Well, you know what's so funny is the guy who's organizing this drag to the polls event for us, the actual event organizer. Is this, are we allowed to say names? Yeah. Tomas? Is no, this no, Tomas? No, 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 no. It's Rudy. Rudy Blue. He worked oh. for World of Wonder, and he was the head of DragCon the first three years, by the way. The years it was great. <laughs> I bitched to him about that PR firm. Oh, he told me why it wasn't good. It makes sense. You know, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Um, But, uh, but in talking to him, he, he, by the way, he was like, I was talking about the, he was like, oh, did you deal with the, that, this person and that person? I'm like, oh, did I ever? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, they're horrible people. Hated them, right? Yeah, it was it was a bizarre run event. I'm I'm happy. Maybe they, with this year being taken off, perhaps they can kind of restructure it a little bit and figure out what works and what didn't work. I feel they've gotten it down, but they, you know, I don't want to t- tell tales out of school. They're not my stories to tell. I'll tell you off the air. I know everyone's gonna be thirsty because I have these drag can stories, but I don't know. If Rudy, Rudy barely wants to tell me. Right. Yeah. And do you know if it's run the same in LA versus New York? I've never done the New York Dragon. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. 
when, when the girls walk in, uh, they address Fifi leaving, and she leaves a note on the mirror saying that she tried to avoid hugging because of tears. Do, how, what percentage of that do you believe, Jay? Zero percent. <laughs> Good. Hugging people immediately. She just said, like... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to avoid hugging <clears throat> everyone, <laughs> but I managed only to skip Alyssa. <laughs> Because oh, doesn't she pull Tatiana and she goes, yeah, yeah, you all hug. Like, does yeah, Tatiana yeah, yeah. walks oh, forward? Yeah, she's like, okay, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but you know, let me ask you this. Going back to what my original point was, after we finished our last couple of episodes, I got the sense that Adam was like, "What is this? Like, were we too giggly for him? I felt like All Stars Two is very serious for him, and that we were <laughs> yeah. too giggly about it." <laughs> The Shawshank of the seasons. He was ready yeah. to deep dive in. Yeah. Um, I, I think he was expecting maybe more of a recap, but it's hard when you don't have a show to reference. Like none of these are out yet for him to know what we were doing. So I don't know. That's he was, true. Maybe he didn't know it was going to be a casual conversation. That's true. But and, and also I'm being very careful because Taylor was genuinely hurt when he thought it was a recap. Yeah. Well, I think it would have been probably more recappy if Taylor wouldn't have said anything. Not the full recap, but it probably would have been a little bit more organized, but I was like, okay, it has to be a, a substantially different thing. I'm fine with it because I like, I like being able to jump back and forth and go backwards or forwards however I see fit to fit my point. Yeah, and it's also interesting to look at a show after more seasons have happened because when you're recapping a show as it's happening, you don't really get as much tea. You don't know what's going on with the show. We, yeah. we hadn't seen this format yet, so you guys were recapping the show as it was coming out, which is very different now when we've seen what's worked on all stars three, four or five. Yeah. So we're able to kind of compare seasons and Queens. So I think it's, it has a different lens on the show for sure. It does. And you, I mean, and not to tell secrets, but you said that you wanted Taylor to not have anything to do with this show. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that without, no, I, 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 the truth is I wanted to do this because All Stars 2 is my favorite season and it's the one season I was willing to go back and talk about again. It's my favorite season, but I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I feel Drag Race recap scratches an itch, but it is fun to have a just casual con. Like, in other words, in my real life, when I'm talking about Drag Race with people, I'm not like, oh, Jay, did you see last night's episode? Uh, first. After, yeah, first, after Pee-Pee's elimination, the girls walk into the workroom and notice that the lipstick says that she didn't want. And, you know, I, I, I don't turn on like an like announcery voice. You know, we have this is the way we talk about an episode IRL, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, I wanted it to sound like that. I wanted it to sound like three gay guys kicking about the episode. Uh, yeah. Notice Adam didn't come back for this episode. Uh, right. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. He only made it to two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And now there's this mysterious Instagram post of him running around chasing dogs all over Palm Springs. Oh, what's that on his Instagram? Story? I don't watch stories. Is that a story? It's, they're a bunch of stories. But, the, but oh, okay. what's funny about them is that they have no beginning or end. <laughs> so, so he just like, looks like a crazy person chasing well, yeah, animals. Like there's, there's one where he's all like, it's a there's a couple of women in like a patio area, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh yeah, well there she is. Oh wait, I didn't know she was gone. You know, and then that's it. And you're like, what? Like the- what am I seeing a clip of here? It's like one of those little clips from The Ring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the next shot is like a woman brushing her hair. <laughs> And then a ladder just spinning on its own. You're like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, and then Adam climbed out on my computer. 
Uh, that's good. I um, his dogs are so sweet. That's like half my obsession with Adam is that he has the cutest dogs. What's the other half? His personality. <laughs> Yo, by the way, can, you speaking of I, you were so giggly with him. I can't like, tell you how refreshing it is to be like have Adam. We we are friends, but we didn't. We would see each other mostly through AfterBuzz, and that's kind of just not a thing anymore for us. Mm-hmm. So it's just fun to like kiki with him again is there a thing with after buzz like there's a whole new crop of young people who are now like the new fresh-faced after uh, i i think that a lot of people have moved on have has have taken the experience from after buzz and then gone on to future things but um i think that they constantly rotate hosts in and out so it's kind of a constant you know you, you would see new faces every time you walked into the studio but okay. everybody's so friendly i mean they they hire in good people there's always really nice i mean a lot of my friends are from there yeah and you know some of them too yeah so anyway, so we don't believe that. Okay, and then so then they kiki for a little bit, and then it's time for I think it's the next day. Who cares? The next big thing is the, the mini challenge. All right. And in walks this Andrew Christian, right? Who and maybe he's a very nice person. I have no idea. I don't know this person, right? This Andrew Christian. But seems kind of creepy. Am I wrong? He has the charm of Soju. <laughs> No, he does seem, he seemed almost uncomfortable or out of place. Like he just doesn't, he, I don't think they really, it, it's almost like the Lisa Kudrow when she walks in or like the Moby, they don't know what they're doing there. They yeah. don't really have an assignment. They're not really reading or like mm-hmm. presenting the challenge. So they're just kind of a prop. And I think that that's an uncomfortable spot because you just smile and kind of laugh along. I don't really yeah. know what his position is. I don't know what it was either. It was just sort of, yeah, I guess it was just like, I guess that was sort of the thank you for sponsoring us. And I, I, I would rather not have that. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't want to just stand yeah. there and, and people think I'm creepy. And then, uh, well, what's funny is, so they edit it to make it look like he's standing next to Rue the whole time, even when they announced the maxi challenge. But at a certain point, Tatiana's wearing these mirrored sunglasses. And I paused it when Rue was doing the maxi challenge, and Rue's just standing there by herself talking. Oh. So, like, they always were like, get out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, we got Your our use idea. But, but maybe that was like a reshoot like or pulled from something else. Yeah, maybe, but they keep cutting to him as if he's standing right there. But um, hmm. maybe he's not. Maybe I could see them being like, ah, oh, you don't have to stand there now. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about this mini challenge. My question to you, and we can talk about it. It's, so this is the mini challenge where they have to like wear like these balls on like a nylon, like a pantyhose mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then try and like knock a ball into a golf thing through, and, and they have a bunch of pit crew boys as props, right? Wearing masks for some reason. What was that about? Yeah, a challenge that really showcases how good you are at drag is when you can, you know, knock balls between pit crew's legs. I love when they do these And wearing horse masks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Would you agree? And Now, maybe you have a better idea here. Is this one of the worst mini challenges in the history of the show? I think it's one of the worst uses of when they bring in all of the boys in their underwear. Mm Because... The the other ones that I can think of is I think they had like a match game th- or like a memory game where they had to ask the guys to like reveal the number on I their like butt. I like those though. You what? I like those. I, I oh, I like them too. I'm yeah. saying this seemed like a very bizarre use. Uh, like I said, it's <laughs> I was sarcastic. It doesn't showcase their artistry and drag. It's not yeah. even putt putt or like yeah. golf. It's just kind of a random. It's it was a really bad mini challenge, and I don't really know what the point was except for Alaska to get a win. Which didn't really give her an advantage in anything, right? No. Did she get a prize? She did. She got um, 
Oh, something. I don't Klein know. Epstein Parker suit, like the one RuPaul's wearing. Maybe. Is that what it was? I don't remember what seems, That actually sounds right. Yeah. I think she did send a mention to medical. You would think it would be like a year supply of Andrew Christian. Do you wear this Andrew Christian underwear? Uh, I ha- I got a, I don't know if you know this, but I walked in the show for Andrew Christian oh, last that, year. Is that why you're afraid to? Yeah. I, I don't want to talk ill of him because he did will just show him? up next to me. Did you meet Andrew Christian? <laughs> He, I don't think he was scheduled to show up and he didn't show up, but his, the PR person was there and he was really sweet. His name, I think, was Andrew. Mm-hmm. Really nice guy. <laughs> and he looked like the guy that was on the show. <laughs> Andrew, his last name started with the C and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was, he was really sweet. He was like the brand and the brand publicist or something. But so I got a lot of free stuff from them, but it was like a jock with unicorns on it. I'm like, I don't really know when I'm yeah. like, if I'm at the gym, I'm just going to be prancing around in a jock yeah. with un- unicorns. But, so I did it a couple of times and it went well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like their underwear though. It's, it's, it's comfy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we go on to the maxi challenge. Which we, we find out is that they have to uh, create and market their product and the winners I think it's two winners will have their items sold at DragCan 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that DragCan. You were there too. And I remember, I think I got there early and I was looking for like, oh, it was sold out before they even opened the doors. <laughs> like, like I think like the VIPs all snatched them up and that was it. Yeah. Uh, so no one actually got them. Um, and, uh, but th- let's talk about this maxi challenge. Here's my question to you. Is this one of the worst maxi challenges you've ever seen in the history of the show? Uh, it's this seems like it would have been a better team challenge than an individual challenge because of the whole commercial aspect of it and coming up with a marketing campaign or whatever they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't mind it, but it's really hard to invent quote unquote a, a product that they're going, I mean, this will get into a bigger topic that they're going to mass produce for DragCon. So you have to think of, okay, well, what can I easily make, which Katya made a spray bottle of water, you know, that, and like Alyssa made an energy drink, which I think she automatically lost because DragCon is not going to make an energy drink because then they have to go through FDA and all those things. So it's, it's kind of, you have to think, you have to be really smart, like an Alaska. Okay. Okay. Like an Alaska who's like, okay, duct tape is a, thing that already exists yeah world of wonder is going to buy 200 crates of duct tape and slap a sticker on it that has my face mm-hmm. and i'm going to win this challenge because they can do that well i think what you're speaking to and i think maybe what might be the answer is is just the laziness of it all because what probably the way to have done this is to come up with the six products that the, the writing team come up with the six products and they're just blank you know and then Alaska is the winner of the challenge. You get to assign each of the products yeah. to the girls, and then you have to make it your own via your brand. And the top two winners will have it sold at Dragon. And then that's that way, a great they're, idea. They're not having to invent it; it's already invented. You're just branding it. If that makes that's sense. a that's a yes a branding assignment over an invention assignment is a way smarter way to phrase this challenge. Yeah, because why would you think Roxy Andrews is an inventor? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wig. What, what hers is wig tape, wig glue. Yeah, wig glue, wig glue. Which she for some reason they couldn't make work. Right. Which is yeah, that would have given. And then you're right because Alaska then could have assigned if there was a trash talking trash. I don't remember what the detox is trash talking thing. Yeah. If you give that to um Alyssa, 
because you think like, oh, that fits what Alyssa could do with it. it like they could have things that they knew they were going to produce for DragCon. Yeah. And then, yes, assign a queen to it to make it their brand. Yes, yeah. I think I love that challenge a lot more than what we had. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now let's go to the actually filming of it. The only thing I wanted to talk about was Michelle Visage, when Alyssa's filming her thing, goes, that's not high energy. And I'm like, what did she want her to do? Well, we know what you it, – essentially, Michelle Visage wrote Alyssa's commercial for her. Come on, like, Debbie Allen. <laughs> come on, Debbie Allen. Uh, but, um, because my whole thing was like, well, at a certain point, even with energy drinks, when you watch energy, if you, when you see Red Bull commercial, what, what, what energy drink commercials has Michelle seen? The ones I've seen for like Red Bull or five hour energy, the guy isn't running around like a cuckoo bird, which was funny, but she could still do the announcement as high. Hi, I'm because Alyssa Edwards is already energetic just in her talking. What was Michelle talking about? Answer that question, please, Jay. Uh, well, let's see. Michelle emailed me earlier to tell uh-huh. me what to What's say. You um, <laughs> I think what they, I think what Michelle, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Michelle. We know Alyssa for being a dancing queen and she has high energy. And to put that into motion, it gives us something visually to look at because I think if we compare it to what we saw Alyssa do in the um, acting challenges, she's maybe not great with words. So let's put the actions and it kind of hides the bad writing. But how did we know she wasn't going to do that? True. I, they must have, I mean, it's, we don't know. I don't, do you know how long they get to record this? Have you ever gotten any tea on? I, I feel like it's 30 minutes because it just seems like they are like, okay, we, like last take, like we got to get it now. And I can't imagine it being more than, more than 30 minutes or less than 30 minutes. All right. They're from, from God's ears to Jay Ellis's lips or the other way around from Jay Ellis's lips to God's ears. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, this is God. Away from my face. Yeah, I know Michelle Hey, this is God. What the fuck are you talking about? Forget about it. <laughs> what do I know? What, hey, what, what do I know? I'm God. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. But I do think it has to be. A, it, they have to set a certain amount of time to keep it fair, and I imagine they, they don't want to take the entire day up with filming these things. So I feel like 30 minutes is a, a time that. So maybe Alyssa was working for 20 minutes. Not doing that, and then Michelle got her to can't can around. And I just realized I went past the part you wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about Marcus Limonis and him doing his his walkthroughs, right? Well, I mean, you actually kind of covered it. Where I was thinking he's kind of walking around and saying, "How is that marketable? You yeah. lose the product as soon as you don't know what you're saying." And mm-hmm. I think in my head, I'm like, "Well, they're they're just create like Katya's stress reducer mist, which is just a spray bottle." Mm-hmm. like a, a fun spray bottle. That's not a product. Like that's not a thing. So again, I, I think you actually answered what I would have said, which they should have just branded something that already existed, but they didn't. So let's talk about that. Detox's thing for lack of a better term was trash. Okay. Conti has made no, is that a, it's not a real product. It seems to me it was a MacGuffin for her to do this comedy sketch. She did because a, that wouldn't work. B, no, like that was what a weird invention, right? The closest thing I can think of is like a lavender is on like a spray for yeah. your pillow is yeah. to, to make it calming, but I don't know. Uh, Roxy's made the most sense, but we thought it didn't really work. I thought Tati's tea set was great. It's cute, great. but it was yeah. a lot of money to produce 20 hundred uh tea kits. Did you say 20 hundred? Yeah, I did. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was hoping we'd slide right past. <laughs> What would that even twenty hundred? Two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably about what they made. That's probably what they pressed. So I, I stand by my assessment. <laughs> twenty hundred. 
you stupid bitch. <laughs> slap. That's how the end everything is with a slap. <laughs> also, like Tati's like I, I love Tatiana, but she put like two gems on a purple teapot. Yeah. And called, like that was like I again, I don't know how much time they had to design these things, but it just seemed like there could have been more. But where would, where did she get a teapot? Do you think they brought them with her? Do you think they told them we're gonna do like a thing and you need to bring it? I don't know because where did Alaska get stickers of her face? They must have been told you got to you have to bring an invention, (laughs) or they had like overnight to make these props, like at a props department. Like they said what they wanted to do, and like Detox said, I want a little trash can with googly eyes and feathers or something. I don't know what, but I don't know because because Detox says that she couldn't write her thing because she was so busy, like basically like uh, beautifying her trash can. Oh yeah, well time well spent. Just like, I showed up with nothing to say. I was like, oh, that's too smart. <laughs> yeah. I feel they would have forgiven, like, oh, it's just a trash can. They would have forgiven. You're right. Tati's was just like a trash can with gems on it. Yeah. A, tea, a, teapot, a teapot. Or a trash. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that they're unless, and it looked like a play school, you know, teapot. Or it was mm-hmm. so teeny tiny. What I'm thinking is that i don't know if some of the contestants thought if it's produced for a drag con or did i don't know if they knew that part of the challenge i don't know but that's what i'm saying the challenge could have been that you have to invent something that's all we're going to tell you right and also okay. do you think that they because the, the name of the episode is drag shark tank okay fish fish tank oh is it called drag fish tank i think so i can check on my hulu real quick yeah could you, do you want me to check because i was going to say how do they not call it fish tank that makes uh, more sense i was going to say I kind of remember it being fishing because I was like, "Oh, cute." <laughs> 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 you know the the minor details that yeah. I like. Um, let's see, that was a, yeah, drag fish tank. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, uh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you need a slap sound for our soundboard for just I these wonder, last few I know, I really do need to get that. Let me see if I let me see if there is one. So anyway. Um, Okay, is there anything you wanted to say also say about this uh this challenge? <clears throat> uh no. I Oh my gosh, I have big news. I forgot to tell you this. Sorry. I did some uh and, and I'm just gonna squeeze it. This will be a little, a little intermission here. I did mm-hmm. some research. Uh I did some uh after school research, extracurricular research, okay? And I think this is the song right here. <laughs> I'm going out tonight. I'm gonna lose my mind. DJ hit me with another beat to give me life. The vibrations of bass lines leave us going insane. With the melody of music flowing through my veins. I just wanted to hear enough to get it. I'm like, oh, there, there, there was an actual song. Which, two things. He should have had a backing track. Mm-hmm. I feel what must have happened is he wanted to do a song that required royalties. And they said, you can't. But he didn't have the backing track to this. Even though I felt someone could have gotten it. Or he changed the song. But I think what he doesn't realize, and I think maybe the producer never told him, is there's some auto-tuning going on there. Yeah, I think Fifi sounded just like that at the talent show. 
there could have been shenanigans on producer side too. Where yeah. I think we talked about Blair St. Clair getting bamboozled by the producers on her talent show mm-hmm. portion. So who knows? We don't. We have no idea. But that song is so personal. You can really hear it in the lyrics. <laughs> that shit's personal, me man. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What about this? Oh, that's horrible. <clears throat> Sounds like something else is happening yeah. over there. Wait, no, some of these are really stupid. <laughs> it sounds like you dropped a stack of papers. Like, I, it doesn't I, I, but work. I might as well just go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds even better. Yeah. Why, why are we not doing that? I want the sound of detox slapping her ass on the runway during okay, the. Okay, I got that. I have that. Oh yeah, that there it is. That was it. Ooh, that so <laughs> she slapped her butt. <laughs> I do love that moment though, where she turns around and just like her arm just arcs at the perfect angle to hit her ass. It was it was cute. I liked yeah. it. That uh, was episode four or five. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over and the board. Everyone should know this is at this point. Adam Sandler just staring at the camera, just stone faced. <laughs> Like, but wait, I thought I thought we were going to talk about how um, yeah. Ginger's dress was so big. What, why didn't we talk about how Ginger's dress was so big? It felt like he was thinking, like, I don't know why. What, what's the chicken shit gig? Uh, well, well, I, why do I keep getting booked on these chicken shit gigs? That's what was going into his brain. <laughs> I'm an Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Chad Michaels of Afterthought. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, the actual commercials here. Um well, before that, though, uh, no, I'm missing a bunch of stuff here. Um, in the uh, confessional, not confessional, elimination day, there's a, there's a part where Alaska and Detox and Roxy are all confiding in each other and and just being nice. And they're like, Alaska Tonks is no longer in effect, but the friendship is like, no, it's 100% in effect. In fact, it's even more in effect than it was in season five, mm-hmm. as we'll see on today's elimination, which... Alaska's defense of choosing Tati was, oh, if I didn't think Alaska was being sincere, which I think she is, I would think it was someone making fun of someone having making a poor choice. It was like she's the fiercest queen who brings it every week, mm-hmm. and the other one lent me this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> now I have <laughs> I have a, an idea that she could have been talking about Roxy for both points. One of these queens, they could have cut what she said about Tatiana. And she says, one uh, of these queens brings it every week and she lent me this shirt. Yeah. And True. Tatiana is the queen who wasn't here. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they could have cut it. Because for, for me, I'm like, Roxy really has brought it to the runway every every episode. Tatiana has not. Tati's not been there. She, she has. Oh, that's my fault, but we jumped ahead. I want to talk about the elimination. Okay. Relaxa talk's still in effect. I don't have anything to say about that. And no. then... Speaking of context of everything that's happened, Katya talking about how she is much more centered and calm now. And in I the past like, two weeks, <laughs> from seven, after season yeah. seven, she yeah. filmed. <laughs> and I'm like, um, there's gonna be footage of you on a documentary saying horrible things to Trixie. I've never, I've never even watched. It. Have you seen that part? Is that body moving parts? Yeah, moving parts. Where I, I have not seen it. No, I wonder if that part's on YouTube. Uh, what I don't even know what the story is. What happened? Oh, uh, it's when it, so this is, so they film moving parts right after um, uh, season seven. 
No, what right after Katya had her relapse. Mm. Okay. And uh there's a part where they play a voicemail from Katya to Trixie after her episode of All Stars 3 is aired, one of the episodes. And I haven't heard it yet, so maybe I'm actually gonna try and find it and see if I can find it right now. But um talks says horrible things to her on this like voicemail. But this wow. is when supposedly Katya there's something here right here. This is Trixie talking about her friendship with Katya. But supposedly said horrible things to her. Katya and I were still friends. Care about the TV show or anything as much as I care about. Just wish that you know, of all the people in the world, they hate me. Hate that. Hate that. That person hates me. Oh yeah, Katya says she thinks she hates her and stuff. But they haven't played the voicemails. Everybody keeps being like, "Oh yeah, you're fine without her." Yeah, that's not the point. You know what I mean? The point isn't whether or not I can continue to have a career without her. It's never been the point. I didn't like being on my own as much as I liked being friends with her. What's funny is I feel Katya's breakdown boosted Trixie's career. It was never about like getting yeah. famous enough so that you can survive on your own because I preferred surviving with her. Is she looking at a phone or what's the context? She's, she's, she's doing her makeup in the, in the mirror. Okay. Um, but I, I'd have to go dig and search and find the um, uh the actual voicemail. Well, maybe in the comp, we'll talk about the competition then. Cause maybe at this point in the competition, she's realizing I'm doing fairly well. I've had a better grasp. Like I'm not falling in the bottom because if you look at season seven, she was in the bottom two on the uh, drag airline. I, I forget. Uh, what was it? Glamazonian airway. Yeah. And that's episode two or three, I think. So right from the start, that I feel like that kind of messes with your head and your position in the game where you think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not doing as good as I really wanted to. And it kind of can trigger the rest of how you're feeling for the rest of the competition. Look, here's the deal. One of the things that I've learned about myself, actually, is that I've actually had conversations with this about, about this with Chris in great detail. One of the things I've learned is I very much do not want to be famous. I think there was a time in my life when I thought, oh, I want to be famous. And now I realize that's very much not what I want at all. Uh, I can't handle it. Like, it's it's very, very difficult. And so imagine now someone who is a drug addict, you know, and I don't mean that in a judgy way. I mean, she has substance abuse, abuse issues. And also, I have a lisp issue. But um, she, you know, it... it being famous, which is so funny because ironically, the people who are usually are famous are psychologically damaged people, but it, it takes a lot of, um, a very strong sense of mental health, I feel, to be famous. And I've, and I've experienced 0.00001%, and that's why I know I couldn't do it. You know? Yeah. I know people have wanted me to, and I would love to do, a political talk show or mm-hmm. political podcast. I don't because I think those kinds of shows especially get a lot of hate and nasty comments and horrible things said to you and stuff. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't want, I can't, hand, I can't handle Luke Stamen being mad that I said shit about ginger Min on season seven. Right? Yeah. 
So, it is, it's, it's tough because not every job has a comment section, which I think is kind of what people forget where you can work as a, I, I worked as a bartender server for years and mm-hmm. didn't really get feedback on your job unless somebody was really happy or really mad, which is mm-hmm. rare. You know, like usually people are just middle down the road, but when you're a content creator or actor, constantly your work is being reviewed or torn apart by people. And I think mm-hmm. that it can kind of, I, not to feel sorry for these people who, you know, make so much money. It is something that comes with the job, but I think people forget that not everything comes with a sounding board or not everybody has an opinion on a librarian's job as no, much as they do and, an actor's and, job. And what's funny is I actually speak, I think it speaks to the relationship between Trixie and Katya and why probably, I mean, I don't know if she goes into it. I haven't watched the documentary and I maybe would bring this up with Trixie if I ever interviewed her is when you are in that position is I think often why famous people date other famous people there aren't a lot of people that you can talk to who understand what you're talking about. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That's yeah. why I talked about a lot of my issues with Chris or Mercedes, because I think it takes, you have to talk to other creators who understand you. Otherwise it just sounds like, wah, I have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race for a job, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's, uh, there are a lot of other things. It's not, that's actually, it's so funny. That's the part I talk about the most, but that part doesn't bother me as much as it's more behind the scenes, boring stuff that I find, you know, like for instance, you know, like our numbers have been going down. It actually hasn't strangely affected me that much because I, I really truly think it's because we suffered, not suffered, we experienced uh, an artificial, I feel, jump in the numbers when the pandemic started because people were locked in and they wanted content. Yeah. And now that time has gone on, people aren't driving, so they don't need as much content. They've accustomed, gotten accustomed to this new way of life. And also, a lot of people have lost their jobs and money, and one of the first things that's going to go are the your $5, $10 Patreon pledge to right. a Drag Race recap podcast. So I don't yeah. really take it personally, but uh, it is something you have to pay attention to and is stressful, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just on the little tiny thing I do, you know? I also get stressed that you won't come over to the dark side. <laughs> you know what you could do is um, pivot afterthought to OnlyFans and just fuck while you talk about Drag Race. Maybe you can get some of those subscriptions back <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something that almost happened during the pandemic. oh yeah yeah when, oh. yeah evan came to me but it all it what's funny is it all pivoted on evan strangely so for the once it all pivoted on evan but evan had told me that he and dan were i don't think i've ever talked about this publicly so this is kind i know of i don't know if you even should is that okay yeah i don't think i had a problem because nothing ever came of it well check with check with him first before you spill his tea not okay. live he gets one call. Tell him hi because he won't be able to hear me. Okay. I'll say that you're waiting to do your last episode of Survivor. Jay wants to know when you're going to do your last episode of I've been on pins and needles. Yeah. Do you think he'll answer? I think it's no way. It's Sunday. Did you just go to voicemail? I'll, I will right now in a second. Uh, it's Sunday at 5 p.m. there. He's fucking drunk after a day of brunching. In DC. What's funny is I'm going to get a text message on Wednesday. Hey, bitch. Sorry. I saw that you uh, called. I was really hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, bitch. Is that from Cher? You... <laughs> okay. He got voicemail. That's uh, okay. Then I won't talk about it, but yeah. there was, uh, that was discussed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think people well, surmise from that what that was. I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I think people have adjusted and they've kind of realized what is essential in their lives and maybe what you said, podcasts have taken a backseat. But I think that, you know, we have to remember it's temporary. So 
Yeah. yeah, but the, ultimately the point is that when you are a content creator, there are very few people you can talk to about it. You're very, it's, it's, it's a, a lonely world, sort of, unless you hang out with other content creators. And so, well, do you, so to relate this back to Katya yeah. and talking about how she is feeling more at peace, what do you think brought that change on? I mean, at this point, they've probably filmed for what, like a week and a half, two weeks? Like, where, why do you think she's yeah, saying right. this? Is that is that because she wants to make this her storyline now? Someone brings it up. I don't remember. Don't okay. they? Maybe because they were talking about her product or something. Or mm, yes, you're right. I don't uh, remember who it was. Yeah, and I think she talked about she's more at peace. We learn that she she loses that. In fact, I even think before the breakdown, I think like there was a lot going on for a few years there, and uh, I think it's very hard. And I, I actually don't even know if she's ever really fully recovered. Mm-hmm. I don't mean. Mentally, I'm talking about her career. Uh, like, as much as we love Trixie and Katya, I mean, their show is on Wow Presents Plus, you know? Well, they got Netflix, too. But I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you saying that they work as a pair? You don't know necessarily if Trixie jumped ship, if Katya would have the opportunities? I think that, yeah. And vice versa, to be fair. I, I, I kind of view I, them as a package deal at this point. Well, I think Conti, it's, it's an interesting relationship because I think after season seven, as much as Trixie would like to deny it, I think she really benefited. I don't know how Ginger let it happen because Ginger is Katya's best friend, but she definitely sure. benefited from her relationship with Katya, definitely in the beginning where Kat, she really was, and there's nothing wrong with that, writing Trix, uh, Katya's coattails, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I feel there was a time when then there was parody because uh, I don't mean a parody. I mean, P-A-R-I-T-Y parody where there was parody during the height of uh, right, where then all of a sudden Trixie and Katya were equals in this relationship. And then with Katya's sudden departure, I think uh, it forced Trixie to become her own person. And it just happened to coincide with her appearance on All Stars Three, and uh, and then that really boosted her, and uh, it it made her own person. Where now they're back together, but now it sort of feels like Katya needs Trixie more than uh, Trixie needs Katya. Yeah, uh, and maybe like I any they, relationship they lean that might, on huh? each other. I think they lean on each other. I think they they have fun working together, and I think that they depend on each other. But my question is, is when you have, I mean, this is a whole other different topic, but when you have a relationship that like they do with their audience, um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I've called this the Nick Swartzen thing where it's like he, his type of comedy is played specifically to like Adam Sandler's a good example of this too, but he's a big star of, you know, when he was at the height of his comedy, he was playing to like, you know, 16 to 30 year old straight men right Mm -hmm. but the problem is they got older and his stand-up did it if that makes sense he didn't age with them evolution and so so what uh, ultimately happens is now he's an old middle-aged man still talking about farting and getting drunk and those people have uh moved on so Mm -hmm. to speak and I wonder if will Trixie and Katya have the same problem? You know, 
like uh, aging out of their fans, aging out of their fans, or fans aging out of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they're still early in their career. I think for them to worry about that. And who knows? I, I, I think about, I mean, this will talk to the point of Ruth talking about how she's a marketing genius. Yeah. I wonder how, what the longevity is of these Queens post the show when they don't have the appearances and like coming on the show to have that relevancy, because we see drag Queens out in the world who are n- never been on the show, but are still well known. And like, like a Jackie B we talked about, um, Vicky Vox, like there's queens that are well known who I think will have a career no matter how long they yeah. want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some that would need this show and might need the opportunities from the show to keep staying relevant. Which mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I think there. You see, the problem is is that Katya and Trixie definitely came in at peak drag, and I think since then it's been a, 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 a diminishing returns. And that now there are just too many drag queens. And you have your now I think we have our pantheon of the great ones. Not to say that there other there can't be others that squeeze in there, but I think mm-hmm. it's harder now to get a spot on that bus. I think there was a big bus at first and now it's full. Yeah, it's and, hard to sit next to legends like Tempest Azure and the Princess and Yeah, Tempest Azure, the Princess, Nisha Lopez. Yeah, and uh Penetration. Elise Summers. uh, Yeah, and uh, Kenya Michaels and, uh, yeah, all kinds of crazy people like that. And, uh, yeah, so, like, there's only so many spots for them. And also the people are just, the further you get away from your season, I think Sharon Needles has told a friend of mine that she's finding it hard to get things done just because it's been so, she needs to be an all-star. She needs that winter season because Mm -hmm. uh, it's just getting harder to get a gig. When you're not in people's faces, you're not relevant. People don't want to buy, you know, an, a Housewives product if they're not on Housewives anymore. It's, I think it's a common thing. Yeah. And I think it's, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see a, there's a glut of drag queens right now. And I don't know what is going to be done about that. Yeah. There's going to definitely be a, because like, it's not going to be the premium it once was, unless you're the newest, freshest face on the block, if that makes any sense. Uh, let's go to the commercials here. Uh, what did, you know, I, I have a few that I wanted to talk about. Um, were there any commercials specifically you wanted to talk about? Like Alaska's was, was clearly good. Very. Yes. Alaska's really is my standout. Um, Roxy's was horrible. You can see the hairline. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the product that's supposed to be holding it on, which is, you know, it's a catch. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I thought Detox's commercial was awful. I bring that up only because how is she safe? Yeah. Um, especially with her pants on the runway, I felt like it wasn't her, not my favorite look of this whole season. I think this is my weakest Detox look. Well, but if you're, if you're playing by that notion, I just think they just wanted to get rid of Tatiana, you know, because Tatiana's commercial wasn't horrible and her, and her look was clearly loved across the board on the panel. Why was she in the bottom two? And it's strange that they wouldn't have put Alaska and Katya in the top and then have Detox and Roxy as the bottom two for an, a real Rolaska Tox elimination, especially when they built that narrative. I think they could have taken more chances with that if, if Adore was still there. Yeah. And I think they realized we need that Rolaska Tox narrative to float through the show now because Adore's not here. What are we going to, mm-hmm. what's going to be the storyline? So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about Katya's commercial? 
that was lost on me. I didn't really find it terribly funny. So I don't know. It, that, that one didn't speak to me as much as like, I, I actually thought Tatiana was a stronger one. I agree. I feel, and I wrote this in my notes that by this stage, Rue and the producers have cut on that Katya is very, very, very popular and that they, that they don't get it, but it must be funny if the kids think it's funny. So there's this like, ha 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 ha, emperor has no clothes kind of thing going on here. And maybe the kids do think it's funny, but there's no way anyone on that panel thinks that's funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was funny, you know? It, it, yeah, it, and I think everybody has different humor, so it didn't speak to my humors. No, the way I'll say it didn't it. speak to my humor. And uh, and I don't. I doubt it. We know what Ru, RuPaul likes very dad-on-the-nose humor. Yeah. Katya's humor is not RuPaul's humor. Katya, RuPaul does not get Katya. But they were right. all yucking it up because they knew that's what the cool kids... Katya's the cool kid. She's the one that everyone likes. And so that's what they're liking. The only thing I, cause sometimes I like a little slapstick and random. And I thought, I think the only thing that really in that commercial spoke to that was Katya holding a turkey and then passing it off like it was a baby. I think that's the only thing that really, I was like, oh, okay, if there was more slapstick like that, I could have laughed more. No, that was, that was the only part that that was kind of funny. You're right. We're in, we're in agreement on that one. Everything yeah. else, everything else we've seen before, like in season seven, we had just seen those jokes where she's passed out. And it's just different versions of her passed out in funny positions, you know? Mm-hmm. So my favorite is the Alaska humor though, where she goes, and it's very, very expensive. <laughs> like those are the kind of jokes that are funny because it's just, you're, you're selling, it's almost like a perfume ad, but they're saying like, <laughs> you're going to pay money for this because you're a stupid consumer. And I yeah, think that's, but that's very drag humor to me. Yeah. Alaska mm-hmm. has that stuff down. Uh, and we saw we saw echoes of it from when they did the perfume where <laughs> where um your makeup is terrible and yeah. she just like looks like it's just I I think Alaska I don't know I that's the humor I relate to that's how I'll put that oh, it's the it's the humor I I don't know why you're afraid of insulting the, the children <laughs> you know because everybody has to, I mean there are people that really find Katya funny and for me I can see there are whispers of things that she says where I'm like oh that was a really great Katya moment but overall it's not. Like, I mean, you say young, but D- Daniel Brewer loved Katya, right? Uh-oh. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Joe slapped me. You stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay, we go backstage now. We we learn that the bottom two are Roxy and Tatiana. Top two are Katya and Alaska. And... Alaska starts talking out loud and she says, and she's talking to detox in the corner and she says, Roxy's been in the bottom four times, but this is, you know, Tatya hasn't been here, but this is now Alaska not following her own rules that she set up. Remember it was Alyssa that was, you know, it goes on cumulative, cumulative performance throughout the season. Alaska was that episode only, how did you do? And I think Alaska has to rely on that because if we do in the challenge and the judges panel, Tatiana go, stays and Roxy goes home. So she's trying to do some sort of backwards logic to make it so that Roxy stays there. Which I can understand because there are reality shows that will bring back contestants. And I think how unfair that these people got, you know, a a few days off to kind of regather themselves and just kind of come in fresh. Like when Morgan McMichaels won her way back in to all stars three. 
Yeah. I'm thinking she was the first off and then all of a sudden she's in top five. Like it's just, it seems like a really big for that person to win. And in, I always compare it to survivor survivor had somebody who was voted off. I think like third in the competition won the show because they won their way back in two days before the final jury. So he didn't have to insult or like uh, hurt anybody's feelings. He had favor with the jury because they'd all been voted out as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of, I don't know. It, it I could see the point that Alaska's making is Tatiana hasn't been here. So how can I grade her yeah. if we didn't see what she was providing for these challenges? But mm-hmm. that week specifically, yes, Roxy was, had the worst commercial and the look was fierce, but Tati beat her in that with her T-Boz. Well, what's funny is Roxy says that she thinks Tati's commercial was worse than hers. That hers was better than Tati, so she has that going from all. Um, yeah, it, commercial uh, not for me, not yeah. not in my opinion. Uh, also, to blame Tatiana for not being there when, especially Alaska's, the reason she wasn't there. It's kind of ballsy. I sent her home and she wasn't here. So that's not fair to Roxy. Yeah. Like, well, you're the one that sent her home. Yeah. She, it wasn't, it wasn't taught. It wasn't like Tati was like, peace out. And then like T bossed out. She was like, uh, sent home. And then, then she was brought back. Yeah. Race chaser hasn't talked much. About, they're not at this point yet, but I'm really interested to hear kind of Alaska's rationale. Oh, are for they some doing of these all-stars too right now too? So they're doing, they're at uh, season five right now. So it's got a while to go, but you know, I'm excited to see what happens. Did they do all stars one? Yes, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah. How was that? It was good. They, Willem talks about how Willem was almost on the show. And I mean, they, they talk about the buffoonery that is the teams and whatever, but yeah, they, they said it was chats from the start. They all knew it. So yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Alaska says she'll look like a bitch because of the shirt. Yeah, she recognizes she'll look like a bitch. But ultimately here, here's the thing. Even though Tatiana was robbed, ultimately, if the means justify the end, I would love to hear Alaska's take on this because at the end of the day, she won. So... Whether she eliminated Roxy here, eliminated Roxy there, but Tatiana here, Tatiana there, shirt this, $10,000 that, at the end of the day, she got the crown, and that's all she ever wanted. So every choice she made was correct, so to speak. Yeah. Are you going to give a vape pen? I got it. Just, I always grab a pen when I'm talking. I don't know why it helps me concentrate, and I click it, not in the mic, but it's like having a pen to twirl. You stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Oh. Ah. I like I clapped your butt there. <laughs> I was standing on the edge of the runway. Yeah, you were like, supersonic. <laughs> it's supersonic. Is that what you said? Supersonic? I think it's super hypersonic. I don't know. <laughs> I think we've referenced that song every episode without knowing what it's called. <laughs> Hold on. Detox supersonic. That's a really personal song. It's just personally, man. I like wrote that shit. <laughs> Here we go. Sex explosive, a superstar imploding. Re- Sex explosive. I want to analyze this here. Sex explosive, a superstar imploding. Okay. Loaded. Don't matter where we're going. Galactic. Make that body magic. 
I love I love when they reference themselves. We've had it. I've had it officially. <laughs> I wanted to say officially in this song. What I just rewatched was um, your favorite. Which, Let's get this roast to cooking. Oh, that's mm. good. <laughs> Let's give it up for Michelle Visage's breasts. Let's get this roast to cooking. Oh, cooking. Can we please put our hands together for the one, the only Michelle Visage Jizz Breath? <laughs> They're the real star of this show. Sorry, RuPaul. People, whenever, by the way, whenever I find it hilarious. <laughs> whenever people do those kinds of jokes, they always apologize to RuPaul. That's not the only time they ever made those jokes. They're like, sorry, RuPaul. Michelle Visage judges a talent competition. I don't know about you, but don't you actually have to have talent to do that? That joke's not as bad as they make it sound. Yeah, but yeah, it's not worded correctly. You know, but <sighs> it's those noises that are so good. I, mean, I gotta pull those, and I'm pretty yeah. sure having one song in the '90s that no one even remembers doesn't qualify you to be a judge on such a big TV show. <laughs> good thing she's been sucking RuPaul's dick for so long. <laughs> That's like a sitcom. Yeah. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. And we've got Tamar Braxton in the house. Tamar Braxton, however you say it. (laughs) She's Tony Braxton's less talented, more annoying sister. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the in-betweens. It's my, I I think it's so, her and Laganja, those two are like the best rows. Well, you know, Laganja's going to be at the event. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, Mama. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Put your lighters up. Ganja's in the house. Ew. As you can tell from my accent, I am from Dallas, Texas. And it- <laughs> drag queens always love those like really like horrible, super obvious like. It was not very easy growing up looking like this. Whether I was playing in my grandma's clothes or putting on a show for my well-organized, alphabetically ordered beanie babies, I was good, 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 gay. Oh, okay. But it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I discovered marijuana. I mean, she had never heard of marijuana before. Like, I like yeah. to smoke, y'all. I am just flying as high as your receding hairline. Okay. 
I think that's a fine one. That's a good, like, roast. Marijuana really does help me calm down. So, y'all, I went to Valencia, where they filmed the TV show Weeds. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Y'all, it's very dry. It's almost kind of like your vagina. <laughs> I love that vagina turns into, like, a five-syllable word. Vagina. And we, and we vagina. But we... But, we also don't know who she's talking to, but they show like the most feeble old lady going like, oh. "Can I get a man?" By the way, she didn't finish the story. All the, really, the story is that she drove to Valencia and it was dry. I love that the the sounds that they're making for the audience is like people are aghast that they they cannot believe that this is happening. Like, oh. I just walked in there. We went to a comedy show. Now, y'all, I am a tree hugger because if it ain't green, what you call me? I'm not in. <laughs> what you what you fucking call me? Trusted, okay. Okay. So good. I okay. mean, it's so funny to me. You, I know before the show you wanted to talk about RuPaul's uh, yeah. marketing genius. Okay, here we go. Okay, so she she talks about Alyssa's tongue pop uh, <clears throat> or like remarketing as tongue pop. So yeah. then she gets on this like high horse about how she's a marketing genius and how she sold drag to billions of people into like yeah. a huge franchise. Mm-hmm. Like technically true, but the one thing I'll ask you is – don't you think a lot of, and I say this with love to RuPaul, who I think has really entered, you know, drag into our lexicon. Yeah. Uh, don't you think that she just became the face and like a lot of people are running the things for RuPaul and RuPaul just kind of shows up and does the stuff? Mm-hmm. 100%. Like not coming up with drag con, not coming up with the show, even AJ and the Queen was just not an idea that she, like, I think all the opportunities that Ru has gotten is just because it's RuPaul. Well, also, there's a lot of failures along the way. There are a lot of corpses along that road. Yeah. And um, I first of all, let's take, she had a hit, a mild hit in the early 90s. And then for about 15 years, we just didn't hear from her. It's a long time, you know? Yeah. And then 2008, there's a tiny channel called Logo that no one barely ever had. And they decided to do a parody. Remember, it started off as a joke. They they did a parody of Top Model and Project Runway. And and if you look at especially season one, especially season one, it's done very tongue in cheek. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're taking it that seriously. I don't think that they're really trying to find America's next drag superstar. Then it's a mild hit because, because honestly, She's, I don't know if she's a marketing genius because I think Ru, I think Drag Race goes into the populace at large because no one had logo through Talk Soup. Yeah. Yeah. Because the soup was, uh, they were putting it on constantly pulling clips and putting it on the show. And it's, that's, that's how I found Drag Race. I found Drag Race through the soup. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wait, there's this show about drag queens on lo- there. Right. And that's how I found Drag Race was through the soup. And so it, and so then it season two, and then I think part two comes is so that gives it another couple seasons where honestly season three, Raja and Manila decide to take this joke of a show where seasons one and two were people just wearing essentially the limited, um, you know, off the rack clothing. And they're like, no, we can make this couture, mm-hmm. you know? We can bring and the project runway back. We can the- bring project runway to this. And I actually think it may have been a conscious effort because I think. 
Raja was already known in LA as being a couture queen and actually I think was the makeup artist on Top, top model. model. Yes. So um as so, Sutan. Yeah, Sutan. And so then when and that's so season three is the real pivot to like a more serious show. And then and then there's just a good luck of run where it's three, four, five, and six. Which I would argue was the cast more than Yeah. Rue. Making some good casting choices, but there's nothing that there's nothing that I've seen RuPaul behind put her name on that she's a marketing genius and is successful because of that. And I'm thinking maybe it's because look at the music. It's only played on her show. You don't yeah, hear, hear you don't hear American on any no. commercial or anything. No. So it's just, you know, you kind of have to end the chocolate bar. Like that was kind of a, I mean, you see it on the show, but you don't see it like product place anywhere else. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I kind of think that she thinks she is, but only because all of her products are shown on her show, which of course do yeah. that. It's a walking commercial for an hour, but I don't know. I, I just, I thought that was a funny and, and then drag con, like, yeah, she's the face of it, but she doesn't organize or have an, a say in it. Right. She's kind of pops in, cuts the rope and then does maybe a panel or two. I'm going to stay quiet on this one. I have the answer uh, to that. Oh, okay. Well, then that's my opinion of that. That's what I know of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was a funny beat for her to be like, I'm a marketing genius. Yeah. But I'm all like, okay, the chocolate bar, nowhere. The, the, the perfume, nowhere. The shoes, nowhere. The, uh, AJ and the queen, nowhere. The talk show, nowhere. Like, has she done makeup? I'm like, wouldn't you think that would be the biggest thing for her? I'm surprised that she... Do you think maybe she has? Like, I don't know, because I would think that would be, like, instead of Anastasia, why not? But you could... But she could... As gross as this could be, she could team up with someone like Jeffree Star uh, and... um. No, there is... There, she has, she She's oh. only released makeup with Color Revolution and Max Viva Glam. Okay, so I'm sure, but those two, I mean, Mac has obviously a huge built-in audience, so that has to have some success, right? I'm sure it does, but what I'm saying is, uh, we could have a good conversation off the air. You're right, but I don't think she's a marketing genius enough to realize how to do it. Yeah, and I don't want this, I mean, we are, I think having fun and talking. I don't want this series to come off as like shitting on the show or anything. We just have a lot of critiques of the show because I think there's a lot of problem areas that the show has with th- like production editing, the way that they mm-hmm. present the show is I think they want to assume that their average viewers just like watching the TV show and not dissecting it like we are. Mm-hmm. And I, the same comes for RuPaul for me too. I'm going to keep watching the show and I think RuPaul has really good, you know, political voice and stuff and ha- reaches a huge audience. So there's good things that RuPaul does, but I think there's a lot that RuPaul pats herself on the back for, for achievements that aren't really hers to take credit for. You know, I'll be honest with you. I think her winning all these Emmys aren't because she's so good. There was one year she won an Emmy for an episode that was awful. I don't remember what it was. Oh no, I'm your mommy awful. now. <laughs> no, it was no, it wasn't awful. It was the one where I think um Matthew or somebody won the Emmy for episode one of season nine or ten. Ten? Okay. But RuPaul wasn't in drag that episode. It was the episode where she got in a fight with Matthew. Right. Right. Yeah. And um 
but she wasn't in drag that episode. The one for like best makeup and hair or something. I think these Emmy voters just go, I know who RuPaul is. That's that drag queen. And they just check it. And it, well, and, and but I mean, for her to win best host, like she's taken that one for a couple times. And I don't know. Do I think, think that, that Emmy it, voters really care about the best reality show host. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish that they did because I think that there's some like fierce company. Like, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about Nicole Byer, but she makes nailed it. Like, I think there's some shows that the host really turns the tide for what the show could have been. But you're making my point. What? That the Emmy voters don't care about reality shows. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's probably won. on the last, it's probably like the last section of the ballot. And they're like, I, I, I feel know. like in the, cause the, 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 the award isn't that old. And I bet you if you look at it, there's only ever been like three winners of that award. It's like, didn't Jeff Probst win it a bunch of times? And then the guy from Amazing Race won a bunch of times. And then, yeah, I think Phil oh. actually had, had it and Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. Like, I think that, I mean, it's the ones that you would expect are winning it because I think of name recognition after yeah, a while. It's a hundred percent name recognition. So RuPaul, they just know RuPaul. That's an easy one to know. She's in the media all the time. And mm-hmm. that's why they choose it. And I think she thinks that she's won all the things. She's such a fierce host. Yeah. She's fine, by the way. I think she does deserve an Emmy win five or six years in a row or whatever it's been. I don't know about that, right? But mm-hmm. um, I think she deserved it even once or twice. But now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, now now they're just giving it to her. And it means yeah. nothing. You yeah. Know? So, all right, Jay, anything else that you want to add about this episode? Um, we I, I love Cherry Bomb. Such a good song. I don't like the Joan Jett version as much as I like... Um, Oh gosh, what Sheri Sheri? What's her last name? The Runaways. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, I like that version a little bit better, but I'm sure that it was cheaper for the Joan Jet. So I really liked the song for the lip sync, and I was bummed to see Tatiana go, especially on this runway. I thought it was a good look for her, but other than that, I think we covered everything I want to. All right, very good. All right. <laughs> Time to dry up. Kind of like your vagina. <laughs> vagina. Now, everybody, I went to Valencia. It's kind of dry. Kind of like your vagina. And now I'm not going to go anywhere with that story. Wait, don't we have a, don't we have a thing that you say to leave when we get out of here? I, I tried to hug you, though. Oh, that's right. Follow Jay Ellis on Twitter at still underscore jealous. That's S-T-I-L-L underscore J-E-L-L-I-S. You can also follow him on Instagram at don't underscore B underscore jealous. It's D-O-N-T underscore B-E underscore J-E-L-L-I-S. You can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast.